Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Good morning. Roto experts. To the end zone. The mark of fantasy excellence. You are now tuned in to the Roto Experts in the morning. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. All right, welcome and good morning. Roto Experts in the morning. On the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Joe Galena, along with George Kurtz, Yang, filling in for uh, the Fantasy Prince this morning, going to be pushing all the right buttons, love working with Yang, uh, worked with him uh, during the football season, so uh, welcome Yang, good morning, and uh, so George, how's it going, buddy? It's going, right, it's going, I have a, I have a draft tonight, Uh in uh, really? fantasy baseball, yeah. Uh, wow. Oh, it's that. It's that league. Uh, my friend passed away a couple of weeks ago, oh, and jeez. Uh, I guess uh, I, I was I was in this league probably about twenty years ago, but they asked me to take over his team, so uh, of course I'll do so tonight. It's an auction wow. league. That's and, a, that's uh, for, a, you know that's an honor. In all seriousness, you know, you, you know, sad that your friend passed away, but now you you, know, you get to keep up the tradition, and uh, hopefully you kick some some ass right for him. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. They're, they're, they're actually calling the league that Pete has money left over because uh, and it's funny how his guys just never change. Because I remember from when I uh, played with him, he was always someone who always had money left over in the, in the auction. Always uh, a very patient person during the draft. He wouldn't. Mm-hmm. He was not bidding early. You know, he's, he's not bidding on the Trouts or uh, right, you know, right. whatever plays there were back then. He wasn't going to spend that kind of money. But because he waited, he was able to get bargains, but he always had money left over at the draft. And I'm, by, when I say money left over at the draft, I'm talking, you know, $10, 12 $15 a lot. For an right, 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 right. So, uh, you know, I will not be doing that strategy tonight. I thought about it, but I'm like, I, I don't, I'm not. I don't think I have the patience to wait 50 players in before I start uh, before I start bidding on players. So uh, yeah, I have an auction tonight at seven o'clock, and the first uh, first 10 days of the season will not count. Apparently, ESPN uh, doesn't allow you to backtrack. They'll mm. start from tomorrow's games on. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? This is interesting because uh, did, you, did you say it was a keeper league or no? It's a you start from scratch. I know you said it's an auction. It's a uh, four-man keeper league. It's one of those leagues I, I don't like when this kind of keeper league where you can only keep like it's it's four keeper league. You have to, you have to keep a catcher or an infielder. You know, that's mm-hmm. one of your keepers. Then an outfielder or a DH. That's your second keeper. Then one oh, starting okay. pitcher, one relief pitcher, rather than just four best players. So mm-hmm. unfortunately for this team, uh, he doesn't have a relief pitcher to keep. He has three relievers on his uh, roster. One's ineligible because it was kept last year. You can only keep it for. Uh, I guess the year you drafted it, and one additional. So that was mm-hmm. Iglesias, so I can't keep him. And his other two closers were Britton and Rondon. So they're obviously, you know, I'm not keeping those, no reason to. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I one other relief pitcher. He has two good starting pitchers to choose from, uh, Blake Snell and mm-hmm. uh, Charlie Morton. But Snell was for $2. And this league, uh, the price goes up 10% to the highest dollar. So obviously it'd be 2.2, which goes to $3. I'll mm-hmm. gladly keep Blake Snell for $3. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the outfield will be uh, Mitch Hanager, which I think is also going to be two dollars uh, mm-hmm. for Hanager. And then uh, my one debate will be uh, the infielder, mm-hmm. both two dollars, Muncie or Vladimir Guerrero. Which one do I keep? Hmm. What are you leaning towards? Right now, I mean, I'll do some research today, but I think uh, Guerrero is coming up in about a week, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I, I can eat the week. You know, right. for uh, no points for Guerrero, uh, Guerrero, just plug somebody else in there. So I, th- I believe I could change my mind, but I believe I'm going to keep Guerrero here. But uh, like I said, I could change my mind, put Muncie at first base. First base is kind of a weak position, but mm-hmm. uh, as much as I like Muncie, he doesn't play quite every day. They have a lot of good, a lot of talent there in the Dodgers. Yes. So, uh, oh yeah, that's my one issue there. You mm-hmm. know, if I'm going to eat, if I'm going to eat a week with uh, Guerrero anyway, Muncie will grant that he'll play during that week, but eventually over the long season, it'll uh, it'll even out. So mm-hmm. I, I believe I'm going with Guerrero. 
do you think Guerrero's just going to hit the ground running? I mean, you know, obviously a uh, tremendously talented, you know, prospect. And, or, any concerns over him, you know, re-injuring himself? Or do you think that that injury was just almost like an excuse for them to not take too much grief for keeping him down and, you know, consideration of uh, keeping, him, keeping him under their control for, for longer? Oh, I think that was a very convenient injury. Let's put it that mm-hmm. way. Uh, sure, maybe the, he did have the. Uh, he was injured, but he was hitting almost right away after. Right? He's hitting now, uh, mm-hmm. so he he's good to go. But they're, they're certainly going to wait for the service time now, which I believe is in about a week, uh, give mm-hmm. or take. And Lord knows what that offense they need him up there because that offense oh, is yeah. putrid. Mm-hmm. So this is an interesting thing that you're drafting like a week and a half into the season. Do you? Th- how do you think that maybe your strategy uh, is changing? you know, based on uh, what we've seen so far this year. I mean, obviously, you know, injuries are injuries. Like, uh, you know, I guess if, if you know that someone's going to be out, uh, you know, for, for I don't know, a couple of weeks, then you, you, you still, if you think that they're, uh, they've got enough fantasy value to take them. But how do you think that uh, it, it would change for you, you know, any, you know, in terms of strategy? Well, the that first strategy, seen, you know, play. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. The first strategy would have been uh, as far as injuries are concerned, uh, keepers. But luckily, we went through my keepers. None of my keepers are hurt, so I didn't have to make that tough a decision. Like if you had Stanton and I wanted to keep mm-hmm. him, you know, that would have been a tough decision here. He's out uh, another week too, and we're hoping he comes back. You know, that mm-hmm. sort of thing there. But uh, that wasn't a problem, so I didn't have to worry about that. And obviously, injuries overall will affect an auction value of somebody. Yeah. So uh, that will change things. Other than that. I don't know if many things are going to change. It is only 10 days, mm-hmm. and you don't want to make any rash judgments over on somebody over a sm- this small sample size. We all mm-hmm. know there are, there are certain players that get off to slow starts each and every year. They don't hit yeah. well for whatever reasons. It, uh, it is in uh, April, in this case, April and March. Uh, it's still uh, a little cool in the Northeast. You know, we've seen games, you know, in Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, but been a little cold. So you don't want to over, you know, once again, you don't want to penalize those players either for a slow start there. So I don't know mm-hmm. what's going to change all that much for me. I haven't seen the list of keepers, so I don't know. I obviously haven't made my final decision. I knew there's anybody else. And I don't think the, I think this draft at seven, and they don't have to hand in their keepers till six. So, wow. Mm. Uh, I don't know how fast he's going to get those posted. But uh, it's going to make for an interesting uh, draft analysis here about what players you want to go for during this auction. You know, if nine first basemen are kept, you know, that sort of thing, and I need a first baseman, that can make things interesting. Now, what is your strategy usually when it comes to these auctions? Are you the kind of guy that will throw out a name uh, that, uh, you know, has value to other people but not to yourself and uh, look for people to exhaust their budget? Are you that kind of a guy, or how do you play it? Usually, everybody does that. I mean, mm-hmm. that's no that's no longer a secret now. We're all doing that. Uh, I'll mix it up somewhat. You know, I, I will. Uh, once again, this is not an industry league. This is. Uh, I don't think I I know I know maybe one or two of the other owners in this league. So uh, I don't think this is a heavy. Uh, as far as uh, oh my god, I got better watch what I'm doing here. Uh, it's not that kind of thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna have fun during this draft, and just uh, go about it normal. But uh, I would normally mix it up. And so sometimes I would throw out players. Sometimes I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a league. Uh, also, I believe he said it's a standard league. Uh, I think it's uh, well, it's not standard. Seven by seven. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, a couple of extra categories there. It's standard as far as the roster is concerned. Fourteen offense, nine pitchers, five uh, reserves. But the reserves get uh, auctioned as well. Generally, that doesn't happen. Generally, your mm-hmm. uh, your reserves you just uh, do a snake draft. But yeah. apparently, from what I've heard. Uh, I, 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 I'm guessing they didn't do something correctly, but that ESPN couldn't handle it because that's, that's mm-hmm. the site we're using here. But I, I, I got to believe that's not true. So I think they just didn't know how to do it. And I'm not getting involved in that as far as helping them out because I don't really don't want to get involved. Mm. And uh, so like I said, I, I will mix it up somewhat. You know, and I can't tell you an exact strategy until I see all the, uh, all the keepers. You know, what's mm-hmm. left? You know, am I desperate out of position? You know, did it, what position get crushed during the keepers where they kept, you know, like I said, nine first base when they kept. And also, I have no first base. But I don't care if they kept nine catchers. Catchers suck anyway. Mm. So, uh, you know, and it's a two, it is a two-catcher league, which I can't stand oh. nowadays. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, but I think, it's, I think this is only a 10-team league that helps out a little bit. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think it's only a 10. I could be wrong on this. Once again, I didn't. Uh, this just came about last night. So, mm-hmm. uh, looking at this. So, uh, it changes strategy somewhat uh, depending on the keepers, which I'm waiting for. But like I said... That's going to be rough. That this auction starts at seven, and the keepers aren't being announced till six, and then the commissioner still has to input the keepers. 
Mm-hmm. I may only have 30 minutes lead time to figure out exactly what I want to do. Hmm. Huh, interesting. So good luck. Good luck in your draft tonight. Yeah, you know, that's that's the the one thing that once the the seasons start uh, in fantasy, whether it be football, you know, basketball, baseball. I mean, look, I, you know, so many of us just love to draft. I mean, yeah, it's fun to to manage the team throughout the season, work the waiver wire trades and whatnot. But uh, you know, there's nothing like being involved in a draft. So, and I think the you know we talked. To, auction uh, drafts a lot of fun because you could target you know better uh who who you want in a team you know you're not going to get sniped you know it just depends on if you manage your money right but they also take a lot of time right (laughs) that's my one thing uh you know i wasn't thrilled when i heard this thing was still an auction i'm like oh i mean auctions are the fairest way to draft i'll fully admit that but Mm-hmm. I, I know committing four hours tonight, like I said, starts at seven, and this won't start at seven. I imagine mm-hmm. it'll start closer to eight. It means I'll be up, I'll be here till midnight, you know, before mm-hmm. this thing is finished. Easily, ten team yeah. league, mm-hmm. two hundred and eighty mm-hmm. players have oh, to be what's auctioned. Ten team, okay. Mm-hmm. It's still, I imagine it'll be midnight. You know how these auctions work. Some will have computer yeah. problems. We'll be we'll have to backtrack bids because someone screws it up, or someone, you know, uh, they lost they lost their connection, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And that happens during expert drafts, more or less during this sure. thing. So, uh, sure. That's the only thing I'm not looking forward to, yeah, is uh, that that uh, long night. And I'm already mm-hmm. it's been a, been a long week. I would have liked to have gone to bed early tonight, but that's not going to happen now. <laughs> All right, so good stuff, uh, George. Uh, good luck tonight. And, and uh, so just uh, we're going to be here uh, uh, for uh, three hours. Roto experts in the morning. Uh, we'll be uh, talking uh, some news around the league. Uh, take a look at some of the box scores from last night and uh, how that affects your uh, fantasy life here. Uh, waiver wire. I know the waivers are running uh, tonight in, in um, you know, almost all leagues, right? Uh, we'll talk a little DFS. And uh, as the lineups get announced, uh, we'll let you know who's in and uh, who's out. But, uh, you know, in the, in the few minutes we have remaining till we go to commercial, uh, the first thing I wanted to mention was a, a pet peeve of mine, George, when it comes to, uh, you, know, the, uh, you know, fantasy baseball. And uh, I know that one of your pet peeves is, hey, you, you want unlimited uh, injury uh, spots, right? But, uh, you know, I, which is fine. But, uh, you know, I... I this uh, season, I'm playing in two, you know, uh, head-to-head leagues, and uh, you know the, the last uh, the season started last Thursday, you know, and, and but the week runs from let's say last Thursday to today, so it's like a week and a half. So if the season would, I mean, if the first week of the season would have ended last Sunday, I would have won handily in both of these leagues, and luckily enough. You know they've extended the you know the first week of the season till today Sunday, and uh, you know I'm still leading. But that's almost like a pet peeve of mine when it comes to like you know it's so important to win your week in these head-to-head leagues, right? That you know one win could be, mean a difference of whether or not you make the playoffs in these leagues. So yeah, that's just just something that really you know bothers me. I was like you know, so excited <laughs> last week because I'm like yeah I'm, I'm leading eight to two or seven to three in these, and, and I'm gonna have a win. And then all of a sudden you know I realize uh, you know I check the league rules and it's like god you know we're still going on for a week and a half and who knows what could happen in a week and a half so that's a pet peeve of mine what's the what, what's the exact pet peeve here that it went on yeah yeah that's it yeah i think it should be changed i don't care if every other league well, is vote in america it. is like that <laughs> mm, right. i mean if you don't bring it up to your league i don't know if you can complain about it no, no. It's you know, too, I mean, uh, I'm not gonna bring up the league and you know just be a baby about it. But it's just, it's just you know. Why not? If you want, if you want a rule change, you got to put it up there. Maybe other mm-hmm. people in your league feel like you do, and they'd rather have the four day uh, week, and then uh, ca- you know count the well both weeks. Uh, what my home league does, it, mm-hmm. it was and it was voted. It was literally voted. I, I brought it. Do you want you know? Do you want a four day week or an eleven day week? And they mm-hmm. voted for the four. So away we did, and right. uh, that's a week uh, league in which we. Uh, we give up weekly prizes. The highest scoring team for the week, it's a points league. Uh, uh-huh. The highest scoring week gets money. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I, do, you want, I, do you want to make it for four-day weeks and see if, uh, you know, the hot team over a couple of days wins? Or do you want to make it over 11-day a little fairer? And uh, they voted the four-day week, which I knew they would. They always do. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's, that's the way we do it. So, uh, once again, that eliminates the, uh, the bitching about it. Can't, right. can't complain about stuff if you don't vote for it or if you don't put it up there. So that's that's what we do. That's why that's that's the way most leagues should work. By the way, put things mm-hmm. up for a vote. Should be a commissioner decision. Should be up, put up for a vote. Let your league mm-hmm. members decide. 
you know what what they want to do is where uh, the majority majority rules, and they 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 get what they want there. So uh, I I'm only playing in one head to head league, and like you, um, <coughs> now I'm not psychotic. <laughs> and uh, I say that no, tongue you're not, in cheek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not psychotic in that. I check my my scores over and over again to make sure. Uh-huh. Oh, what am I doing today? How? What? What are my scores? I'm not that. So uh, I knew I was winning 12-0. You know, it's a six by six. I was winning 12-0. Think I'm still winning, but I haven't checked in a couple of days. So uh, now you got me worried that maybe I fell apart too. <laughs> it could happen, right? All right, well, we come back, we'll start breaking down uh, some of the news over uh, the past couple of days. Listen to Roto Experts in the morning with Jogalina, George Kurtz, Yang pushing all the right buttons. We'll be right back with more Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Right, ring the bells. It's Sunday morning on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Roto experts in the morning with Joe Galina and George Kurtz. Uh, Yang producing our show, filling in for the Fantasy Prince, Sean Angle. WrestleMania weekend. George, are you uh, are you a wrestling guy? Uh no. <laughs> just never been into it or just you know have no interest at all uh no no interest i've never been into it uh i don't think i've ever i've never watched wrestling at all i mean not mm-hmm. one little wow hmm. yeah it's so I not, guess you... not my thing i don't get it yeah it's fake so it's scripted right no. just no well, just they've, no. you know okay yeah i mean they've uh kind of uh accepted not accepted but you know made it known you know, back in the day, you know, that they tried to hide the fact that it was scripted and, 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 and fake and whatnot. But uh, there was a, a guy, Dr. D. David Schultz. I think it was in the 80s. Uh, he was being interviewed uh, probably on 2020. I think John Stoltz, I think the, uh, is the reporter's name, where I think he kind of asked him. I think that's the, the reporter's name, but it's definitely Dr. D. David Schultz. And he was asking him, uh, you know, if wrestling was fake or whatnot. And uh, <laughs> Schultz prompted uh, promptly uh, smacked him uh, on the side of the head a few times <laughs> to ask him you know do you, do you think it's fake now so but obviously i mean like i said i mean the the, the wrestling world has kind of come out and said hey you know we're, we're not really a sport we're sports entertainment i think part of that probably also had to do with the whole uh, steroid thing where the, the where they weren't uh you know uh i guess if they're sports entertainment the different uh things when it comes to you know uh, monitoring steroid use of, of their performers or whatnot. But uh, so, it, yeah, it's, it's WrestleMania is, uh, you know, we emanate from uh, uh, Studio 34 uh, in uh, Midtown Manhattan and uh, uh, across the water in New Jersey at MetLife Stadium, uh, WrestleMania happening. There was actually uh, the Hall of Fame ceremony uh, where uh, one of the wrestlers, Bret Hart, was accept you know acceptance speech of uh, he was nominated into the uh, Hall of Fame and he was attacked at, at Barclay Center in the ring, uh, so that wasn't fake. So that was kind of scary. So, but uh, so I guess uh, weekend fantasy update you and Cam. That's not going to be one of the uh, events that you'll be betting on. Oh sure, Cam will be betting on it. <laughs> All right, uh, I would have no yeah. no doubt whatsoever. Uh, but no, mm-hmm. uh, I, I I know nothing about it. I mean, literally, yeah, yeah. I know I know less than that. If you didn't just say it was on time, I wouldn't have known. And, right. Uh, I wouldn't have cared one little bit. Right. Yeah. I mean, even though it is scripted, I mean, you don't really know exactly who's going to win. So people do bet on uh, on wrestling. So. Uh, yeah, we'll see, but uh, that's fine. So, um, why don't we uh, get started here, George? Uh, in general, anything uh, surprise you? And then we'll get into specific news. Anything uh, like surprising you this week and a half into the season uh, that you've seen? I mean, look, the, the Red Sox uh, are off to a two and eight start. They haven't played a home game yet, right? I mean, uh, I mean, the, the, that's nothing really 
to worry. I mean, if you're a Red Sox fan or whatnot, two and eight. I mean, teams go through two and eight spells, uh, you know, <laughs> a few times a year in a 162 game season. But uh, you know, it's so evident now, you know, because uh, to start the season uh, at, at two and eight, uh, everyone just looks at your overall record and says, "What the heck is going on?" Well, the problem with the Red Sox is not so much the record. You're right, two and eight. I mean, if you went two and eight in June, yeah, you'd be concerned, but you wouldn't be raising a. Uh, you know, 10,000 red flags. The problem is their starting rotation is getting crushed. I mm. mean, everybody. I mean, Price had a go, the best start probably of the year last night. He still got four runs in six innings. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just far from great. It's a six ERA there, but Porcello, Sale, Eduardo Rodriguez, Iovali, they're all getting lit up. And that's the problem. Sale, you know, his velocity's down. So what's going on there? So I think that's the biggest surprise to the Red Sox here. It's not so much that you're losing games. It happens, especially when you start out on the West Coast. Which is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, probably not the schedule they would have drawn up. But the fact that their starting rotation just looks terrible is mm-hmm. a concern. Uh, the Yankees can't hit, right? They're sort of breaking out of it now. You know, it looks like, you know, Judge two home runs last night, Clint Frazier, the big home run. Uh, but yep. still, that's all their runs. The two home runs mm-hmm. from Judge, the, uh, the three run shot from Frazier. They're having trouble scoring otherwise, and they've had a cake schedule, yet they have not mm-hmm. taken advantage of it. You know, I think they right. went they're four and four. So yep. uh, that's somewhat surprising. Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, certain teams have got out to good starts. You know, Seattle playing well, which was yeah. uh, probably something we didn't expect for a team that we know was rebuilding. They were trading away anything they possibly could, and they still will. Mm-hmm. Edwin Encarnacion mm-hmm. will be dealt eventually. So that's uh, somewhat of a surprise. Not surprised about the National League East. We knew those teams were going to be good. Phillies, Braves, Mets, and Nationals, they're going to all beat the snot out of each other. So uh, mm-hmm. good luck there. The Cubs. Right, they don't have any pitching at all, at all, starting or uh, or on the other uh, bullpen. So they have issues. It looks like they took it out on Carl Edwards last night, sending him down, which is kind of strange. Mm. We thought Carl Edwards might get some saves because uh, Strope got hurt in the spring training, but he ended up coming back. And now Edwards it seems to be, I guess the what do you want to call him, the uh, the scapegoat? You know, for what's yeah, going on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so he he got sent down. That's somewhat of a surprise. Um, once again, it's early. It's very early. Fantasy owners need to relax a little bit before. I listen. I have no problem churning the bottom of your roster. I do it all the time. Mm-hmm. You know that league I just mentioned with uh, before. I made a couple of moves during the break. <laughs> uh, the the oh, wow. players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's once again it's a. Uh, uh, it's first come, first serve. So DJ LeMay, he was out there, so I picked him up. He's batting, what, 478. Now he's got a full-time yep. job. So, uh, you know, he makes some moves there. By the way, I'm, I'm, I'm still 10 and 1 in that league, so I did not collapse. So uh, Nice. I made you think, Yay. right? <laughs> yeah, because sometimes I forget, you know, because uh, I don't play in any daily lineup leagues. So I mm-hmm. tend not to look in these leagues except for, uh, you know, my fab and uh, picking up players, like, as I just did. So I don't look, really look at the uh, if I'm winning or losing because I can't change it. Yeah, you know, no, there's nothing I can do to change the score there, so it's not important until uh, really Sunday at the end. I'm not someone who has, uh, while watching the games today, going to have all my leagues up on the, uh, the tabs so I can follow the scores. It's just not what I do. You know, there, there are a couple other leagues I haven't checked yet to see where I am in the standings. Uh, not, it's just not important. There's nothing I can do. I can't change it right now. You know, it's still early where I'm not looking to make any changes, any big changes to my roster yet. I'm, um, mm-hmm. I'm a flag person. The first flag for me will be about mid-May before Memorial Day. You know, see where I'm at. You know, then I'll figure out what between Memorial Day and really July 4th, what changes I need to make. What categories am I uh, am I struggling? What players aren't not going to be their year? It looks like. You know, you give mm-hmm. my, I give my players a month, two months before I start to worry about them. I assume most players are going to put up the same numbers they always put up. You know, a little, maybe a little less, maybe a little bit more, depending on certain guys. But I don't want to panic. And start releasing my seventh round pick, a guy I like because he gets off right. to a slow start. But you see people do that all the time. I uh, on a Twitter question the other day, someone told me uh, he's going to be a list of players available, and he goes, "Hey, and someone just released Patrick Corbin." Mm. My first thought was, "Are you playing in a six team league? Why is anybody releasing yeah. Patrick Corbin at the one start?" You know, so I was like, "Go claim him. Don't talk to me. Go claim this guy. You know, he, sh- he shouldn't be released." And you got to wonder who he was released for. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean. Uh, yeah, I guess it, I agree with you. I mean, you got to trust what you've the work that you've put in 
hopefully you've put in some work, you know, uh, you know, pre-draft in terms of evaluating your players. And uh, look, you know, it's so early in the season that, you know, uh, a player could uh, bring their uh, batting average. You know, if someone goes four for four and they were batting 200, you know, I don't have the exact numbers, but they're going to have a respectable batting average by the end of the day. It's that early in the season. There are that few at-bats that, that have had where you're going to have these huge swings uh, this early in the season. Absolutely. I mean, and also, you, you can move up. You can move up in the standings real quick as well. You have one good day. Yeah. You can go from you know ninth to fur to second real quick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and it'll ha- it happens all the time. Uh, it's just no, nothing's ingrained in stone yet. You know, right. just, and unfortunately, uh, vice versa. <laughs> yes, that's also true. Yeah, a bad day or two, you're going to drop like a stone. You know, mm-hmm. such is life. Uh, but like I said, uh, I don't. I don't panic about these things. It's a long season. It's not football. Well, oh God, I'm zero three. I'm screwed. No, you're really oh, yes. not. Mm-hmm. It's a it's it's a long season. You, you've got time. You've got time, mm-hmm. and I I tend to take it that way. I relax, you know, check things out, go slow, and uh, make sure I'm not overreacting to anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, you mentioned football. Uh, at the nine o'clock hour, we're going to have uh, Jim Day, the Fantasy Taz, is going to join us, and uh, you know, uh, Jim uh, just. Absolutely a, a brilliant uh, football mind, and uh, he's going to keep us on track uh, with uh, some of the news uh, that's been going on, uh, get his take on, on some stuff in terms of, uh, you know, uh, the whole Josh Rosen stuff and, and you know, some news on the draft that, that you know, just uh, – Basically, he's going to keep us flying straight when it comes to, to football. We get so, so distracted when it's the start of uh, baseball season, you know, where it's a baseball, you know, but uh, two or three months down the line, George, we're going to be uh, focused on football. I shouldn't even say two or three months, you know, just uh, a, a few weeks. The, the, the draft is coming up. Yeah, he's under two and a half weeks till the draft comes up. And uh, mm-hmm. in my dynasty league, we'll, we'll have our draft uh, shortly thereafter for rookies. So uh, mm-hmm. I'll still be paying attention to find out mm-hmm. what's going on there. But yeah, football season's all gearing up. Uh, did you read the uh, the Bleacher Report about Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy? No. Uh, if you if you could fill me in, I mean, I I, thought, I think I saw that come across, but I I didn't have a chance to read it. it it's a good read. It's a long read. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's a couple thousand word uh, column there, but uh, it is very unflattering about both players. Uh, player and coach about mm-hmm. uh, maybe some dis- dysfunction that was going on there. That McCarthy was uh, getting massages during meetings and not showing up. Rogers is a McCarthy, uh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. And that, that's, yeah. So there was there was some screwed up things going on there. So uh, mm-hmm. it's uh, it was a good read. It really was a good mm-hmm. read uh, there. That a uh, g- uh, good job by the uh, the author who I don't remember right now. But uh, it was a, uh, like I said a very good column. You're gonna need some time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're gonna read this, if you're gonna read this on the throne, uh, you're gonna be there a little bit. <laughs> but uh, I read, read that Friday night, and that was uh, that was a good read. So we forgot about that. Dallas signs Demarcus Lawrence, which uh, was, was coming, and then Russell Wilson this week with all his uh, demands that he wants to bail a long-term contract by April fifteenth. Yeah, right by tax day. Yeah, uh, just to, you know, we'll we'll talk football in the next hour. But just in general, uh, like, uh, how did they paint Rodgers as a prima donna, or you, you, you know, what's the the main gist uh, of Aaron Rodgers according to the article? Well, he was definitely painted in unflattering terms. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, someone who's very prickly, uh, very little insecure. You know, mm-hmm. uh, maybe he needs to be challenged, whatever it is. But him and uh, it looks like uh, Rogers, if you believe the article, just never forgave McCarthy for passing. Remember, McCarthy came from San Fran, and San mm-hmm. Fran passed on Rogers for Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. And it looks like Rogers still has to, hasn't forgiven him for that. Uh, so it just, it just never, it just doesn't seem like it ever worked out that Rogers sort of believed he was smarter than McCarthy. That McCarthy was mm-hmm. actually an idiot. He didn't believe, uh, didn't agree with the play calling probably a, a bunch of the times. Up to a third of the times he would change the play at the line of scrimmage, you know, and stuff like that. Uh, just uh, dysfunctional. Very dysfunctional here. It should be interesting to see what LaFleur could do. They have a new coach for Green Bay. All right. So uh, good stuff. Yeah, definitely uh, make sure to, to read that. Sounds real interesting. So uh, we, we were talking about the Red Sox. They they, uh, they lost to the Diamondbacks last night, 5-4. Uh, no J.D. Martinez in the lineup. Uh, don't read too much into that. They probably just want to give him a day off. Also, uh, there was no D.H. So uh, I guess they you – know, J- J.D. Martinez just had a night off, and he did play later on. He uh, he pitched mm-hmm. it, so he's fine. No reason to worry right, about right. Martinez. It is what it is in National League ballparks. Until they yeah. finally get rid of the, the pitcher hitting, 
which uh, I've always been a proponent of. I, I don't care what they do, Joe. I don't care if they add the DH to both leagues or pitcher hits to both leagues. Just make both leagues the same. I think it's idiotic that we have different rules in these uh, in these leagues. But now, mm-hmm. I mean, last year was the worst year for, uh, for pitchers hitting ever. Right? They were mm-hmm. they were terrible. All right, and I know Degrom hit a home run this week. So did Bumgarner. So did Granky. Granky, yeah. <laughs> but most pitchers <laughs> suck. Yes, and just, yes. Half, of the, half of them are afraid. They don't even want to be up mm-hmm. there. Right. right, so it's a joke. We want more offensive baseball. I think it's time, though. I think the pitcher hitting is is, is coming gone. All right, and, mm-hmm. uh, I think the DH is. I think the DH will be instituted as soon as the new CBA gets there in 2022. So, uh, and I, like I said, I think it, I think it's it's a uh, we're in an area where it's time has come. We want more mm-hmm. offense, and I think uh, that'll be the end of the pitcher hitting. And I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, traditionalists will disagree, but I'm with you. I mean, I, I love offense, and uh, and look, you know, uh, like you said, you know, most pitchers can't hit their way out of a paper bag, and there's always that shot that uh, you know they get injured, either running the bases or you know, you know something happening there on a swing. <laughs> Crazy things happen. So, but you're right; it should be a uniform thing. But uh, uh, so uh, Benatendi last night, Andrew Benatendi two for three with a runs uh, with a uh, with an RBI uh, for the Diamondbacks. Adam Jones, man, he really is playing with a purpose this year. You know, he hung around all spring; nobody wanted to sign him. Uh, finally, uh, the Diamondbacks gave him a chance. He was two for four last night with a uh, run batted in, uh, batting four hundred, uh, been batting leading off, uh, batting leadoff for the Diamondbacks uh, to start the season. What are your thoughts on uh, Adam Jones the uh, rest of the way? Yeah, I mean, Jones uh, starting late in spring training pretty much. Uh, Arizona really only had a job or only a full-time job because Steven Souza uh, wrecked his knee uh, going mm-hmm. into home plate there. So uh, he's got to, got to a very hot start. I mean, Jones, uh, I mean, you know, you go from Camden to uh, whatever they're calling Arizona now. Uh Arizona has the humidor, so it's not quite the ballpark it used to be. Maybe the Bulls juiced now, maybe it's not. Uh, with all mm-hmm. the home runs being hit, certainly, it certainly seems like it's juiced again. Uh, so, you know, I think he's uh, if he's still available, you think he's a pickup. You look at the auction mm-hmm. tonight; he'll he'll go for I imagine seven, eight dollars. It's kind of the too hard to start. Where at the you know two weeks ago you could have got him for a buck or two, probably in an auction. Yeah. Maybe you know maybe maybe twice like that, three or four. But he wouldn't have been very all that expensive because hey. Uh, we weren't expecting him to play full time. It was Adam Jones, and uh, you know, maybe his time has come. But it seems like he still has some juice left there, right? Still has some energy left. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So good for yep. Jones. Uh, I don't think he can keep it up over a long season. You know, certainly he's not. You're not going to prorate the numbers. He's not going to hit 40 home runs. But uh, I like what's going on right now. So I think he's a little mm-hmm. bit more on my radar than he was 10 days ago. Right, right. I, I and uh, I think it was the TGFBI league. Uh, he was. I picked him up uh, second to last round. So we're talking what, what, twenty eighth, twenty ninth round. And uh, yeah, you know, I didn't really intend to keep you know put him in my lineup. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's the, he's there. And you're right. I mean, he's definitely going to cool off. And he's not the player that he once was. I mean, he was a guy that would you know hit for pa- uh, power and then steal you some bases. You know. But uh, you just got to temper your expectations when it comes to him. But uh, nice to see him off to a hot start uh, for the Diamondbacks. And uh, David Peralta also been off to a hot start, one for four last night. Uh, Eduardo Escobar, he was really slumping, but uh, went three for four against the Red Sox last night. Uh, only brought his average up to like 189. That shows you how, how poorly he was doing. But uh, you're the closer guy. You're the closer guru. Uh, Archie Bradley was brought in, uh, blew the save, and then uh, Greg Holland came in for the win. Holland uh, has two saves. Would you consider him? He's He's uh, been named the closer, right? Yeah, how long is the closer, but uh, how long he lasts is anyone's guess. It certainly won't be the entire season. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they have some issues there. I think with Bradley, I think Bradley is their best reliever, but they also mm-hmm. want to use him for more than just three outs, more than just the ninth inning. They want to bring him in in the seventh inning if that's when the game's on the line. You mm-hmm. know, for the first, second one out, they want to be able to bring in Bradley for the seventh and then finish off the eighth as well and use him in that, uh, in that way. And that's probably the right way to use him. The right way to use your any of your best relievers. Most most teams just don't do that. But Holland, if you look at the saves, Holland's the guy you want. Absolutely. Okay, there you go. You heard it from the closer guru, George Kurtz. We'll be back with more Roto Express in the morning in the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Not just I, it's me with George Kurtz, juggling the hill home with George Kurtz. Little Ozzy Osbourne taking us on a ride on the crazy train. Here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Let's listen to the promo coming in. And uh, Gabe, uh, host of uh, The Morning After, uh, Monday through Friday, along with uh, Joe Ranieri. Uh, talking about the the, uh, the situation with uh, the Dominic Smith not being able to uh, uh, go number one <laughs> with the uh, we're testing him. From what I understand, I was uh, they actually watch you, so uh, maybe he got a little shy and uh, it couldn't go uh, that way. You know, it's tough to to go to the bathroom when you have someone actually uh, standing over you and, and watching you. There's some pressure there too, man. Uh, you know, we've always had to take. Uh, I uh, take a pizza, uh, piss test, right, for uh, yeah, different yeah. jobs. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember once I, I, I couldn't go. And I, no one's watching, mm-hmm. you know, for these things. But uh, it's it's couldn't go. Couldn't go. Mm-hmm. Sucked. Had to, wait, had to wait a bit before I could go there. That was that was annoying. But uh, I said, I, I don't blame that for the Mets not playing well on opening day. You know, <laughs> oh, well, their home opener, I should say. You know, they didn't play very well with Washington. I think that was more of a Strasburg thing that mm-hmm. just shut them down. But, uh, you know, it, it, it can happen. It's funny. And it is kind of funny when you think about it that, hey, he couldn't go. And as Gabe said, it is kind of funny. It's the Mets, too. It, oh, that makes yeah. sense, right? Weird things always seem to happen to the Mets there. So, But like I said, even I think if the flight was delayed a little bit over an hour, not a big deal. Uh, I can't mm-hmm. see that being the reason they didn't play well on opening day on home, for, the home, for, yeah, for their home opener. And once again, teams have to go through this this all season long. This is not just the right. Mets that have to go through this, where they'll have to you know, leave it from one city at 10, 11 o'clock at night, get home at mm-hmm. 3 o'clock in the morning and not get much sleep for a day game. And the Mets have no one but themselves to blame anyway. They're the ones who mm-hmm. schedule the times. You know, they were worried about this. They knew Ma, they were playing in Miami the night before. They could have easily mm-hmm. made that. Uh, the, I understand it's the home opener. You could have made it 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock if you wanted to. You didn't. So I don't know if I'm feeling all that bad for the Metsies. There you go. There you go. Spoke like a true Yankees fan. Hey, uh, we're going to be talking uh, <laughs> some baseball news. I don't hate the uh, Mets. I, 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 know, I never I understand that. I, yeah. I never understand the hatred. Of, I'm a Yankee fan. I should hate the Mets. Why? We play them four times a year. Other than that, I don't because, care. Because Plus, I'm, I'm a fantasy player. I have players on my team that are Mets. I have Cano on a whole Me bunch too. of teams. This is the this is the most uh, the most uh, Met players I've ever had in fantasy. You know, because uh, you know uh, McNeil, Jeff McNeil, uh, Alonso. I love him. Uh, Nemo's getting off to a very tough start, but I liked him. But hey, since we've been talking uh, Major League Baseball and uh, Major League Baseball season is now in full swing, it's time to swing for the fences playing daily fantasy baseball with DailyRoto.com. Become their eighth, that's eighth, $1 million winner or another one of the countless number of people who have won hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands, even hundreds of thousands of dollars using DailyRoto.com to help set their DraftKings or FanDuel MLB lineups. If you are playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're just doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount, and you'll get lineup alerts, projected ownership percentages, weather updates, fantasy projections, the use of lineup optimizers that have already produced millions in DFS winnings. That's the 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. So uh, good stuff happening uh, uh, at the uh, DailyRoto.com site. Uh, seven millionaires already uh, uh, created uh, looking for their eighth. The, the lineup optimizer, really a great tool to use when setting up your uh, DFS lineups on a daily basis. So uh, let's take a look at some of the news that came out uh, you know, within the past day or so. Uh, Ronald Guzman. 
uh, first baseman for the Rangers, uh, had an MRI uh, done. Uh, we'll get the results. Uh, right hamstring tightness. So uh, you know, just reading up on this, you know, Guzman was a guy you know, I was kind of in on, you know, just late in drafts. You know, uh, he was a guy, it was either him or uh, Ryan O'Hearn from the Royals. I kind of preferred uh, Ryan O'Hearn. But Guzman was a guy I thought could hit, you know, 20 home runs for the season. So we'll see how long he's out. But uh, maybe now uh, we've got uh, – Rangers aren't sure what they're going to be doing, but uh, Joey Gallo had been playing the outfield the, he, this season, but all, in the past had played first base. Uh, who knows? Maybe uh, uh, they they call up Willie Calhoun. Calhoun is a guy that, man, I was in on last year. He did nothing. Just a uh, you know, top-rated prospect that just has so far uh, – not uh, performed up to par. Uh, remember Matt Davidson uh, from the White Sox did all those home runs <laughs> for you know, that the quick streak. Uh, maybe they call up him. The only thing is he's not on the forty man roster. Uh, there's a guy Patrick Wisdom who is on the forty man roster. Another option, uh, career minor leaguer. You know, upper twenties. Uh, not much of an average guy, but but good power. But uh, Guzman, were you were you, uh, you own uh, Guzman on any of your teams there, George? No, no. Just I'm thinking back in my head now. I don't, I don't believe so. There's a chance he could be mm-hmm. on one, maybe a best best ball league, but certainly yeah. not more than one. I don't I don't remember him at all. It wasn't somebody I was targeting. Uh, I don't know mm-hmm. if he'll have a job all year long here. But you're right. The power he, he could hit twenty. It wouldn't shock me. Mm-hmm. Hell, if he played the Yankees a whole bunch, he'll hit thirty. Uh, it's, it's one of those players that seems to love hit the Yankees very yeah. well there. Yeah. But not, not someone I was targeting mm-hmm. in my draft. He's not someone I, I end up. He's not someone I I target. He's someone I end up with. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's left. I'll take Guzman. But generally. Uh, this is the way I approach it late in because uh, that's where he's going to go. He's going to go later in your drafts. I'm looking at category fillers, and I probably mm-hmm. didn't need power in most leagues. I'm probably looking for average guys to help that. So that's how I would approach that. So, uh, no, Guzman's not someone I'm all that worried about. The fact that he got hurt doesn't affect me all that much. And really, to be honest, it shouldn't affect most fantasy owners. It, that's an injury you right. should be unless you're playing a real to get past. Yeah, unless you're playing a real deep league. Yep. Uh, so the Rockies. Uh, Ryan McMahon, uh, the sender to the 10-day uh, injured list. Remember, it's not the DL, it's the IL. Uh, he joins uh, first baseman Daniel Murphy there. Uh, so what, how do we think that this affects uh, the Rockies there, George? I mean, uh, Mark Reynolds, uh, you know, McMahon had been playing a lot of first base since Murphy had been gone. And then, uh, of course, uh, Garrett Hampson uh, was a guy that, uh, you know, was drafted I guess uh, specu- uh, you know, people were speculating on him that he'd uh, get some playing time and uh, Hampson, a guy that uh, yeah, could steal a ton of bases given the opportunity. But, uh, you know, Mark Reynolds at first base. Uh, God, yeah, do you think that they would uh, maybe move Ian Desmond here and there back to first base? Uh, looks like they, they were satisfied keeping him in the outfield. By the way, what the heck is going on with Desmond uh, batting 100? I mean, this guy, you know... <laughs> I mean, we'll talk about him after you talk about McMahon, but uh, is Desmond worth the headache? <laughs> but uh, what do you think about this Ryan McMahon uh, injury and how it's going to affect the Rockies lineup uh, going forward? Well, he's got what? He's got a hyperextended elbow. All right, so uh, he's going to be out for a little bit. Uh, they haven't announced the severity of the injury. I mean, uh, we're talking just barely, or is it a big-time uh, hyperextension? Is he going to be out two weeks, a month? You know, we don't know that. So uh, we'll wait and see what happens there with, with Ryan McMahon. Listen, I, I thought the Rockies have been in strange the last couple of years with how they go about their free agency. Uh, I didn't think it made much sense to sign Ian Desmond. He didn't need a shortstop. You converted mm-hmm. to the outfield, but you really didn't need that either. And first base, well, you know, really Desmond for first base, not not quite your uh, the hitter you want at first base there. And then Murphy was the same exact thing. You don't, you didn't need a second baseman. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, and you didn't need a first pick. Right. So what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, really, what are you doing here? It was just strange. It's like they're putting together a fantasy team and uh, just you know, throwing players at certain positions and hoping they uh, they fit there. And, as mm-hmm. I, I, didn't, I haven't liked what the Rockies have done at all here. Now, I expect it to be where, hey, you know, yeah, Reynolds is going to play a lot more first base. Hampson's going to play second base, and it solves some problems for now. You did mention Desmond. Uh, maybe he moves to the first base for a little bit. I don't think so. Yeah, it it, ha- it crossed my mind as well, though, that this could happen. Mm-hmm. But I don't think so because, you know, they're going to want Reynolds to play a little bit. Desmond's not doing anything that says he should play first base. His defense right. has been okay in the outfield, so that's not really a yeah. problem. The only way that would happen is if they want to get top here in the lineup. 
And I think they mm-hmm. want to get top here in my lineup. There's a sit Desmond because he's not hitting mm-hmm. at all. So why do you feel the need to put him in there and put him back at first base? So uh, I'm not all that worried about Desmond moving to first base right now. No. Mm-hmm. And an- another guy that uh, yeah, he was uh, at second base for them last night, Pat Vileka. Uh He was 0 for 3 last night for them, too. So there's a lot, a lot of moving parts uh, to this uh, Rockies team. And I agree with you. I mean, they just seem to make moves kind of like haphazardly, you know? For an organization that, for an organization that doesn't have a ton of money, you know they're not poor, but they're not, uh, you know, they're not the Yankees or the Red Sox. Why? How they spend it is just weird. Yeah, mm. it's just weird. It doesn't, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like I said, I'll, I'll never understand the moves they've made. You need pitching. You know, always need pitching. You keep going for more bats at positions where you don't need a bat. I mean, you're, you're you can, your hitting's fine. So it's just weird where you're putting in, you know, the old square pegs into round holes. So I just don't understand what they've done. Desmond, Murphy, it's just, just made very little sense to me. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, by the way, the, the uh, Rockies lost to the Dodgers 7-2 to last night. Uh, notable uh, performances. I tell you, Justin Turner, if you take a look at his numbers, career numbers, not only uh, at Coors Field, uh, but just in general, when he plays the Rockies, loves him. <laughs> Three for four uh, last night uh, for the Dodgers. Uh, Cody Bellinger, uh, nice night, two for four. Alex Verdugo hit a home run. Uh, he uh, was two for four uh, last night. And uh, Verdugo's a guy that, you know, in another one of my leagues, I drafted him real late as well, just hoping that maybe he would be able to get some, some regular playing time. And it looks like, uh, you know, obviously he's going to get his starts, but uh, as far as regular playing time you know there's just uh you know a lot of moving parts there as well but i like them man oh, that's, that's the problem with the uh the mm-hmm. dodgers they have a lot of pieces out there a lot of players who need to play which means someone someone probably not worthy of a sit is going to have to sit every mm-hmm. night you know i mentioned uh, in that auction league tonight i the reason i'm not going to keep uh, max muncie at least i'm leaning towards not keeping muncie has nothing to do with him it's just the mm-hmm. fact that he's probably going to sit once a week you know bell is going to play first base you know, Peterson, Pollock, uh, Verdugo, you know, Bellinger's still on the outfield as well. I mean, there are a lot of guys out there that are, uh, you know, who, who's going to play, who's going to sit? You know, and I don't want to go through that. Enrique Hernandez off to a hot start as well. He might play some mm-hmm. outfield. So there's yep, a lot yep. of guys out there. They have a lot of, and it's a good problem to have for a baseball team, not good for a fantasy owner. That's my issue right. there. Muncie, right. who's, um, oh, I believe it. I do think he's going to keep it up. I think, he can, I think the man can hit. But I don't know if... Uh, I don't know if I want to get somebody who I know is going to sit one day a week. He's going to be like a catcher who's going to have to mm-hmm. sit one day a week to get somebody else some playing time. I, I, just, I just don't like doing that. All right. Uh, with you on that. Uh, Walker Bueller, five innings pitched, uh, an earned run, four Ks, two walks uh, last night. Uh, used them in one of my lineups on the, the main slate in DFS. A little reluctantly, but it uh, looks like the, the – the, you know, I was a little concerned too uh, when, you know, he – started to throw late in spring. They said he just wasn't feeling right. But so far, uh, you know, uh, let's take it one start at a time. But so far, so good when it comes to Bueller. Well, he, he got wrecked his first start, so that, that wasn't mm-hmm. good. All right. Uh, he had a rebound, rebounded yesterday, which uh, was strange because probably nobody started him because of Coors Field. You know, right. uh, Cam and I talked yesterday about the uh, a DFS slate. And really, for the night slate, there, it wasn't, there weren't a lot of good options. And uh, right. Bueller was one, you know, maybe, uh, and I thought I was starting. Anyway, I ended up not doing it. I wish I would have. But uh, he was an option, but because he had the poor first start, and it was Colorado, I wasn't starting him in DFS. So I couldn't pull that mm-hmm. trigger there. So uh, good to see that he rebounded some. I feel better about him now. You know, maybe the, uh, this first start was because of the, uh, what do you want to call it, abbreviated spring training, screwed up spring training, whatever it might be. And right. now he's right. back, back to normal. Because I think, I think he's fine. I think he's going to be a good pitcher. Mm-hmm. I do. I don't. I didn't draft him in any leagues because I thought he was going too high for someone who's very unproven. And I was worried about innings limit. I was worried about pitch count and all that other stuff. That comes along in these this day and age with younger pitchers. So mm-hmm. well, I don't have him anywhere. But uh, good to see that he pitched well again last night. I think yeah. Uh, yeah. it'll make us fantasy owners feel a lot better about him. 
Right. You're right. He did get wrecked in his first start, but I'm just thrilled uh, that, you know, th- there's no injuries. You know, you, know you, you don't come up lame. <laughs> He's able to make that second start. And the fact that he pitched pretty, pretty well in Coors is, uh, is encouraging, too. So uh, and like you said, abbreviated spring training. Uh, so that's got to be taken into account as well. Yeah, uh, I'll backtrack a little bit uh, with the Red Sox. And you, you had mentioned uh, Chris Sale. Uh, I mean, you mentioned basically the problem with the overall uh, Red Sox starting rotation, and I, I meant to ask you about Chris Sale, where it came out this week that the uh, the uh, Red Sox pitching coach obviously asked questions about him and said, "Hey, look, you know, this is pretty much, you know, you're concerned about Chris Sale's uh, decrease in velocity." Uh, and look, it's he came out and said it's all part of the plan. You know, we want him to be effective for the long haul. And obviously a team like the Red Sox, uh, you know, uh, teams like the Yankees and, and other contenders, their concern is having their star pitchers available to them, uh, you know, deep into October. Well, I didn't read this interview, but whatever he just said, there's a lie. Okay. That they, <laughs> they want him to throw uh, slower. No. All right. That you don't want to overexert himself, but the, the decrease in velocity is a concern. Yeah, it's certainly mm-hmm. a concern. That being said, they just signed into that big extension. Yeah. Okay, if there was anything, if there was any, if they had any doubts about his arm, they would have never done that. So as you know, as far as a month ago, he was fine. Right. You know what's happened since then? You know maybe he suffered an injury. Uh, that that this is concerning. This is their plan. Get the hell out of here! Uh, all right, uh, <laughs> that's, that's certainly not their plan to have him throw uh, it's slower. It's all part of the plan. <laughs> right. That, that that that's all bull crap. You know that that's mm. just the NFL draft. Everyone's everyone's lying in the NFL draft now too. Is that, that everybody's lies? Uh, so mm-hmm. The Red Sox are concerned. You have to be concerned. Where where's that velocity gone? And not that, I, you know, even if he's if it is gone, it's not that he can't pitch without it. I mean, we've seen he has he'll have to make the adjustments and become more of a pitcher than a thrower. All right, it happens mm-hmm. as you, as pitchers get older, you don't throw as hard. You have, you have to learn to spot the ball up, down, in, out, change speeds. All right, so it's uh it's not that uh, once again we're not talking uh, brain surgery here. It's uh, you can you can figure it out and you can do it, but just for the Red Sox to say this is part of their plan. No, no, it's not mm-hmm. part of their plan. Hey, Chris, only throw it eighty-five percent, okay? Throw, throw it a little, a little slower. You know that, that's that's not happening. All right, the velocity is being down. It means uh, either something wrong physically, or it's just once again age taking its effect. Could be for the long season last year. You know, once again won the World Series. Hey, he pitched in the uh, in relief a lot on short rest, so they used him a lot. So uh, I do believe they have a plan for him as far as resting him this year and not over abusing mm-hmm. him. But throwing slower is not one of those one of those ideas. You got trust issues there, Kurtz. You got trust issues. <laughs> I agree with you. All uh, lying. <laughs> when we come back, uh, we're gonna continue talking fantasy baseball. But we've got uh, the fantasy Taz Jim Day, who's going to be joining us, talking some uh, fantasy football as well. 